Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. As we go all year, we're talking about as we go, where the 10 men that were lepers, Jesus saw them and they said, have mercy on us. And he says, listen, go show yourselves to the priest. The Bible says as they went, they were made whole. As they went, the Bible says, actually, they were healed as they went. Sometimes we think healing comes where the word comes. But sometimes as you go, you'll see the word come alive. You understand what I'm saying? Jesus did not, he did not, he, he healed them in their steps. Sometimes your healing is in your steps. So we never get healed because we never move. We're so hurt, we're so bitter, we're so offended that we wait until everything is right before we dream again. We wait until everything is right before we try again. We wait until we get every apology we deserve before we, you know, continue our vision. But God says sometimes your healing is in your steps. Uh, sometimes your, your healing, your deliverance, your freedom, your peace, whatever you're sitting there waiting on before you make a move, maybe it's in your next step. Tell your neighbor, keep it moving. Always keep it moving. The enemy wants you stagnant. The enemy wants you stuck. The enemy wants you like Lot, like Lot's wife, just, just a, a pillar of salt, unusable like she says. But as long as you keep it moving, as long as you keep it moving, as you go, he'll perfect those things that concern you. As you go, he'll straighten out everything that's crooked. As you go, he'll make the wrongs right. You're not going to be perfect in this step, but don't wait until you're perfect because you'll never be. Don't wait until you feel like you're good enough to move forward. Look at your neighbor and say, do it now. Whatever God put in your heart to do, I'm not ready. He knows that. And he wants to develop you as you go. But you'll never get the development if you don't move. You got to go. So that's that's the word of the Lord over us this year. We're specifically in the series Counterculture. Counterculture is where we are. And we're setting up counterculture. Because once you choose God, once you choose Christ, you're automatically against world systems. I like how quiet it is. Like, that's a revelation. Like, really? Yeah. What? You, you, you picked a side. You didn't just pick a savior. You picked a side. And I want to break down this whole month or the next couple of months or weeks that you didn't just choose, you know, one side. I got that's the healing. I need provision. No, you chose a side. And that side is the side the enemy and the world hates. So the fight you're now fighting is not you against your boss. It's now kingdom against kingdom. Mm. And we got to understand that. So we want to talk about counterculture as we go and as I un- 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 unveil it uh, this year. But he wants to, uh, well, this, this, this series. But he wanted us to start with why we're counterculture. And the first thing we need to take a stand against might be yourself. What if the first enemy is you? What if your first fight after you get saved, is yourself. For most of us, that's what it is. And then, the, anybody remember, not remember, because I hope you never, ha, never happened to you. Has anybody ever heard of getting jumped? <laughs> Yo, I feel so bad to this very day, y'all. One of, one, this guy was getting jumped around my way, and I was walking home, and I wanted to be cool. I was a church boy. I wore complete suits to school every day. Complete olive suits. With mustard socks. Y'all ain't feeling me. I used to, 
I, I, wore, I wore cummerbunds to school. Oh, yeah. I was a church boy. Hatred, praise the Lord. Only sinners say hi. Believers say praise him. That's how deep and, and, and lost I was, or religious. That's how religious I was. So I, oh, and I just knew I was going to get best dressed, y'all. Because I wore suits every day. Who dressed better than me? Purple suit, turquoise suit, yellow suit. See, see, Florida, Florida understand that. they like, and? Up north, they like purple suit. But down here, you like, yeah, I just wore that to my prom. That's, that's hot. That's nice. <laughs> We're in the south. I forgot. <laughs> what about the orange? What about the orange suit? I just knew I was going to win. And when they, they announced the superlatives, you know, we were all in our homeroom. They say, and the winner for most talented is, you know, somebody else. And the winner for best dress, I almost stood up, y'all. Because I, I had my whole homeroom vote, vote for me. And I knew everybody else. Because when I walked the hallways, they used to be like, and I thought, they used to, I thought they were saying, yo, he killing it. They was like, what is he doing? <laughs> How you got a 16-piece suit on in second period? What's wrong with you? I just knew I was getting best dressed until they announced it and best dressed Brian Williams. I was like, what? He wore chaps, Ralph Lauren, chains, all the stuff the sinners wore. Earrings. I said, honey, I was livid. I almost left my school that day. And then the next one was, and the class clown, Thomas Tribbett. I'm like, and my whole homeroom, yay! I'm like, get out my face! I don't want to be no clown. I want to be the best dressed. I'm sorry, I'm back. So, what was I talking about? Yeah, so one of my, one of the guys who was my friend, but we, we, I don't know why I'm taking so long on this story, but this is fun. He got jumped. He was getting jumped, you know, and I wanted to be so down because I was the, the corny church dude. I wanted to be so down. They was jumping him, pow, 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 pow. I was like, oh, man, yo, that's crazy. And I was like, oh, man. And I, it was like the dust of the fight was around me. And I was like, <laughs> I kicked him to try to get street cred. Anyway, my point in saying that is the enemy loves to jump us. When you got saved, you're already fighting with yourself. That's already a fight. Why are you coming with stress? Why are you coming with... Uh, what? He comes and he literally jumps the believer to the point that we think salvation for us is impossible. But can you imagine greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world? Tell your friend, I got greater in me. I got greater. Let me let y'all go. So let's take it from the beginning really quick. In the beginning, you can put the first little... Hold on. Is there... Hold on. Which, which one you got? I sent another one today. In the beginning... Nope, I sent another one today. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Give it up for our production team, everyone. We love them so much. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just don't confuse them. I'd rather just have the logo up there. See, the baby's even confused. You're messing up everybody. Don't. You can take that down and just put the logo up because I'm going to be saying different scriptures and I don't want confusion. So you can just take it down unless you find the one I got today. You can take that down. Thank you so much. <laughs> In the beginning, God created the heaven. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, thank you. I pray you got 
the ones I sent this morning. If not, I'll just tell you the scriptures. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. We know this. The earth was without form and void, empty. Bless the kids in the name of Jesus. Touch them all in Jesus' name. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters, right? And God said, what did he say, y'all? Let there be. Say it again. Let there be. One more time. Let there be. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. The light he called day, the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning was the first day. He said, let there be light before he created the sun. So light is not just the sun. Light is also, like I said, understanding. Because at this point, the world is in chaos. Darkness and, and is without form and all of this stuff is happening. The world is understood to be in chaos. But God said, let there be light. Let there be understanding. People who don't understand things, they say they're left in the dark. They don't know they're in the dark. Because they are confused or they're ignorant and they don't know what's going on. But when the light comes on, when the understanding comes on, that's why the Bible says, in all thy getting... If you get a new car, a new house, a new boo, a new shoes, with everything you get, with all, and all that, get under, go for understanding. Because you cannot afford to make a move in the dark. You cannot afford to make decisions confused. You cannot afford to make life choices ignorant. And we make a lot of emotional decisions in the dark. Understand impulsive emotional decisions, but God said, let there be light. Let there be understanding. Let there be wisdom first. You make decisions through wisdom. Use wisdom. And in our choices today, we use social media. Or we use advice from people who know us. We don't really seek wise counsel. We want somebody who's feeling us to kind of make a decision along the lines of what we want to do anyway. And that's why you stay in the same area you are from year to year. You need to seek higher counsel. Did you hear what I just said? Sometimes you should talk to people who have a greater level of wisdom to pull you out of the pit that you're in. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So let there be light. Before God made a move, he said, let there be wisdom. Before. And also, oh, this is good too. I wish y'all had the scriptures up there. But he said, he said, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Look at your neighbor and say, Jesus is the light. God said, let there be light. Let there be Jesus. You cannot fix situations without Jesus. You cannot make accurate decisions without Jesus. You will not make wise choices without. Look at your neighbor and say, let there be Jesus. Woo! He said, I am the light of the world. Go to the, next, go to the scripture, please. Thank you all for finding it. Go to the scripture, please. Then spake Jesus again and said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Amen. Today I'm speaking, walk this way. That's the title, part two. Look at your neighbor and say, walk this way. Walk. Say it again, walk this way. Jesus, I am, I am the light of the world. He that fought, you, please remember this for the end of the scripture, y'all. I'm going to be about 20 minutes, right? 20, 25, 27 and a half more minutes. Remember the scripture for the end. I am the light of the world. He that followeth, followeth. What does ETH mean? Continually. If you've been there live, you know. It mean, ETH is always continually. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. If you continue to follow him, 
Not if you followed him. I got saved in college. Oh, so you're not following. You're not followeth. You followed. Hmm. You cannot celebrate the time you followed because he's still moving. Uh-oh. He done moved to your next season and you're in your last one, scratching your head, wondering why nothing works out. You need to learn how to follow F. No, or, please don't do that, Oregon, because I'm going to jump off the stage. <laughs> follow F. Continue to follow him. Stop celebrating and making memorials out of the day you chose him. It's my anniversary. I got saved in 1922. Okay, I don't even remember the day I got saved because I got saved this morning again. I had to choose him again today. I had to choose him again. Yeah, maybe your mind is good and you can just stay on the right path without him, but I need him every day, every hour, every minute, every second. Let this mind be in you. You'll be transformed by the renewing. I need it all the time. So if you ask me when did I get saved, I'm going to tell you today. Follow with. Shall not walk in darkness or ignorance, but you shall have the light of life. So Jesus here, God says, let there be Jesus, right? And Jesus now shows us how. He shows us how. He shows us how. God didn't make a move without wisdom. Or Je So now Jesus, when you say, hold on, it's confusion, hold on. Lord, Jesus, guide me. WWJD, for real. That's, that's what would Jesus do. Like, for real, I'm upset, I'm angry, I'm mad, I'm confused. What would Jesus, I know it's corny, but that's so, I love that. That's so counterculture. What would Jesus do? I, I remember the rubber bands and I hated it, but I love it now. I get it. What would Jesus do? Because in Christ, we know how. In God, we know what. God gives the instruction. Jesus gives us the way. He said, I am, good God. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Don't follow God's instruction your own way. That's a good point. Many of us are frustrated with God because we're like, we're, we're obeying you, but you're doing it your way. God tells you what and shows you how. This is good. Jesus is our how. This is what God meant. This is what he meant. So Jesus shows us how to be betrayed. How do you handle betrayal? This boy was my homie. We was close for three years. You know what I'm saying? Every day, Judas was with me chilling. He left his family to watch. Every day is my homie. Three years. 365 days, three times. This was my homie. And he sold me out for some money. And I did more for you than your family did. I showed you things you will never see on your own. I gave you experiences that people dream to have. And you're going to betray me? How do we handle that, Liz? Jesus shows us how. How did he handle it? Whatever you're going to do, do it quickly. If you're going to lie on me, do it soon. If you're going to hate me in five years, do it in five minutes. I ain't got time to think you got my back and then years later find out you never had my back. So if you're going to hate me, do it today. I don't need hidden agendas around me. If you're going to do it, whatever you do, do it quickly. 
showed us how to handle lies. He got lied on in court. People were hired to lie on him. We get mad when somebody lies in our comments. That wasn't, even, that, that wasn't even universal. It was Disney. Excuse me, it was universal. I was with my family. We was. You get mad if somebody lie online. That doesn't affect your life at all. It doesn't affect you at all. You still have life, health, and strength. Your family good. There's a lie online and you, your whole life is gone. How did Jesus handle lies? He never said a mumbling word. Look at y'all. I can never do that. I can't do, I can't do that. That's our perfect example. So if you can't do that, lean that way. Look at your neighbor and say, at least I'm leaning. I'm leaning. At least I'm, I'm not there yet because I still slap four out of the ten people. I still slap them, but I'm leaning. Just lean over and just say, I'm leaning. I'm leaning. I'm leaning at least. Jesus is our perfect example. He shows us how. To go through. He shows us how. And the Bible says his ways are not our ways. And his thoughts are not our thoughts. He says his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher. So in essence, when you choose your way, you're choosing a lower level decision. Ooh. And we're sick of living on a lower level, but you keep choosing your way, which is lower than his. His ways are Anybody want to go to the next level? I got a simple answer. Follow his ways. His ways are far above ours. This is good. Sorry, I didn't know y'all could hear that. He shows us how to be lied on. He shows us how to even obey God when you don't want to. Y'all remember the Garden of Gethsemane, right? He said, Lord, is there another way? Father, I love you, and you know we are one. But I don't want to do this. Everybody in here, the thing I just said, if you got lied on, if somebody slapped you, turn the other cheek. Yes, she's a cheek, right. Turn the, that's almost impossible. Lord, I don't want to do this. He said, but nevertheless, not my will. Come on, y'all, but what? Thy will be done. I said it last week. I want to say it once again in my first closing. This is my first closing. I got three. At least I'm being honest. <laughs> he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Nevertheless means my feelings never changed about it. But the, nevertheless, if your feelings changed about it, you'd be like, okay, I'm ready. He, wasn't, he didn't have that type of momentum, like, let's do this. It was like a drop shoulder, nevertheless. I still don't like it. But I don't have to delight to decide. It doesn't have, my choice doesn't have to be my joy. My choice must be your joy. And it's quiet to my left, so I'm going to scoot over to the right. Your decisions don't always have to please you. When you're in God, your desire and your focus is to please him. Oh, my goodness. Paul said without faith, it's impossible to please God as if that's all of our motive. He's saying it like, I know we're on the same page. Once you're in Christ, your desire should be to please God. If it's still to please you, that's number one. That's the problem. Yeah? That's the problem. If you are the focus of your life and not him, 
That's the number one problem. You go to him for wisdom on your life. Go to him for decisions on your life. Don't just go fend for yourself. You've done that before. Man, I should have preached another, another sermon. I should have did another sermon. Yeah. Even, this, even though it's not my desire, it's still my decision. Not my will, but I don't have to like it to obey it. Why do we always got to like, We're so narcissistic. That it has to be how we like it, or we won't even engage in it. He's not, he's not giving you instructions based on what you like. He's giving you instructions based on an expected end that he's already prepared for you. Oh, my God. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? You, when God gives you instruction, it's based on the end. And since you don't know, because he's guiding you step by step, you're upset at his, at his instruction. But all you have to do is follow his instruction because he knows where he's leading you. Just follow with him. Follow with him. I need y'all to get real King James and tell your friend, just follow with him. <laughs> follow with him. Let me get y'all out of here. This is good to me. I'm enjoying all of this. So he came. He said, let there be light. And then he separated light from darkness. I'm so, that makes me so confused sometimes. If darkness is a problem, destroy it. If sin is a problem, destroy it. If the devil is a problem, why is he still alive? I love this. We have to learn this year. Let me do this again. Oh, you got the balloons up there. Let me give you, let me give you all this again. We have to learn this year. Can I get another mic stand? Thank you, sir. I like your shirt, too. That's a nice, that's a beautiful shirt. How do you get that? <laughs> to the camera, this is one. Darkness and light. Ratchet and righteous. Good and evil. Turn the other cheek and slap the other cheek. Sleep with them and leave. It's Netflix and chill or don't chill at all. I mean, it, it's all in the same... Y'all quiet, okay. <laughs> you got to learn to separate this light from darkness. This year, you have to learn to separate light from darkness. You have to learn to, let me just do the basic, good from bad. God's way, not God's way. You have to separate it. Why separate it? So you can be exposed. Follow me, follow me. I got to separate it so that we can prove who you are. When I separate it and you make a choice, who you really are is revealed in the choice. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So now that I separate good from bad, when I choose good, that reveals that my heart was good. And God rewards me for the choice. When I choose evil, God re it reveals to God that I was evil in that seat, and he rewards you for the evil act. But you got to separate it because you need to know who you are and what you choose. Yeah, I got a scripture for you since y'all looking. I got it. How do I separate? How do, how do I separate it? Let me get y'all out of here. Let's just go. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Where is the lamb to my feet? Light it to our path. That's what I was saying in the beginning when making decisions. I'm sorry. So when he said, let there be light, again, his word is the light. 
that guides every step. All right, next scripture is what I really were trying to go to. For the word of God is quick. How do I separate? Stay with me, y'all. I promise you. How do I separate the word? The word separates it. This is what your answer is the word. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Whoa. I love that. The word of God is quick. Hey. In church, I'll be like, how? And the word of God is powerful. Yes, sir. But then it's sharp. Whoa. What, 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 why it got to be sharp? I like the fast and powerful. But sharp. The word is sharp because it pierces. That's why people don't like the word of God. That's why people don't like the Bible. Because it cuts. I'll choose any other religion. I just don't like this because it cuts. It pierces to the dividing <laughs> of soul and spirit. Your soul and spirit is so intertwined, you won't know the difference unless you hear the word. It's quiet for some reason. The word, the word who is Jesus. I'm trying not to be too deep because the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So Jesus comes and separates. Uh-uh, this is soul and this is spirit. This is spirit of God. This is soul. This is your emotions. Sometimes you don't know the difference between spirit and emotions. But the word separates it. Somebody say, I need a word, man. I need a word. It divides the soul and spirit. It divides the joints and marrow. Do you know how close your joints and marrow is? It intertwines. You can't tell one from the other if you just look at it. The joints and marrow are one and one in the same. You can't tell. But the word separates it. What are you saying, Ty? You could think everything is one thing. I was born this way. This is how it is. I'm just saying, you can think everything is just in one. No, the word says, uh, 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 uh. This is this and this is that. He can separate even what you think is the same. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I grew up in the hood, you know what I'm saying? That's why I'm so, that's why I'm so violent. No, you don't have to live angry. But you think that's who you are because you see yourself like this. But when God comes, he says, no, you can choose peace. You can choose love. You can choose joy. Don't see yourself synonymous with your experiences. Amen. Just because you've been through it don't mean you should become it. I feel it now. Did y'all hear what I just said? Just because you've been through it does not mean you should become it. You should learn from it, grow from it, be stronger from it, be wiser from it, and be elevated by it. But the word, without a word, you just think your attitude is just who is you. Correct. You just think you're at, you don't even know it's an attitude. It's just what? Nothing. But the word say, hey. That's not your only choice, emotion, or response. You can do this or you can do that. And then what you choose now reveals who you are. Are y'all ready? Oh, I'm not done. I'm just getting started. So, 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 so Eve, which brings us, the separation brings us now to the tree. Adam, don't eat of the tree. Don't touch the tree or you'll surely die. Now Adam has a choice. Choice is our power, but it can also be the thing that uh, enslaves us because we, if we continue to make the wrong choices we now become in what the Bible calls bond, bound or bondage 
So now Adam is between two choices. Do I choose the tree or do I not? So now the Bible says, here we go. Y'all ready? The Bible says, uh, 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 if you love me, keep my commandments. God says, if you love me, keep my commandments. So he told Adam, don't eat of the tree. That's his commandment. Now, Adam gets to prove his love to God by obeying him. So every time Adam walked by the tree, he confirmed his love for God. So maybe God puts trees in your life to confirm your love for him. What is a tree? Temptations. It's quiet for some reason at the church. Maybe trees are not to destroy you. Maybe it's to prove and confirm your love for him. So every day Adam walked by, no matter how good it looked, he confirmed, I love you more than the tree. So God puts different temptations in your life, not to set you up, not to set you back, but to prove I love God more. Does anybody love God more than the tree in here? Can I hear you please? If you love God more than temptation, never mind. Eve was tempted. She's considered the weaker vessel. Never make decisions when you're weak. The enemy always seems to come to us at our weakest. He came to Eve. He came to Jesus when he was weak in the wilderness. And he comes to us when we're, a trauma hits your life, death in the family, a disappointment, you didn't get the raise on the job, something you expected didn't come through, and now you're just weak in the faith. That's when he comes. That's when all of his suggestions come. See, you done prayed. You done gave your money to that church. Look, you still, man, that's crazy. That's when, he, that's when all his little suggestions come. And that's where people lose their faith after traumatic situations and they're really weak in the faith. They, they come out of their situation without God. Uh, okay, okay. So Eve was tempted. She wasn't tempted with sin directly. She was tempted with lust. Sin has no control over me. Everybody say that. Tell your neighbor, sin is irrelevant. Say it again. Sin is irrelevant. All right, so we started this last week. I'm going to finish this, and this will start my second closing. It's not you versus sin. It's not God versus sin. It's God versus flesh. Tell yourself, I got to get myself together. So we're drawn away of our own lust. You're drawn away of your own lust and enticed. And when lust is conceived, it brings forth sin. When sin is finished, it brings forth death. This means separation from God. All right? So drawn away, sin, death. Drawn away, sin, death. Drawn away, sin, death. Right? The church only preaches sin. This is wrong, and that's wrong, and this is wrong, and hell is waiting for you, and you're going to hell with, with lemon juice and razor blades, and uh, you're going straight to hell with gasoline draws, and they all speak. Uh, they, all, the, <laughs> all churches preach is sin, as if that's first. But if we can identify and control lust, we will never make it to sin. It's quiet and live. Okay, y'all listen. I know you're listening. I know you're listening. If I can't control myself, fruit of the Spirit is temperance. If I can control me, sin can't. 
We don't really like this type of message because it makes you responsible. The sin may be do it. The devil's hand was so strong on me. No, 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 no. He can't make you do anything that's not already in you. Uh-oh, here we go. We're drawn away of our own lust. Stop giving the devil ammunition. You, you tell him what you like. You tell, boy, if he had, boy, if she had, man, if I had, your little whispers is like, yes. He knows how to draw you away. When, 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 I, when, I, when I go to the, uh, the dentist, right, and I have to go often. When I used to go to the dentist, this, man, this woman came out with a needle the size of one of these, I don't even know. So she came out, I'm like, what you, are you in the Olympics? What you about to do? What's that jump car? What you, what you about to do? The pole vault. I'm like, what you about to do? Come out with this big old needle. I'm like, Lord, I'm just bracing my mouth. Like, this is about to be the worst pain experience of my life. But before she stuck me with the needle, she put like this cotton, this cotton, you know what I'm talking about? This cotton swab on my gums. You know, and she's so, she's just so used to doing her job. She just talked to me while I'm doing it. Like, how you doing? I've, uh, I can't talk to you. But what she was doing was numbing the area she was about to penetrate. Mm. So before she stuck me, she numbed me first. And that's what the enemy is using. He said, before I stick you with sin, I numb you first. So by the time I stick you, you don't even feel it. You're not even convicted anymore. You don't even feel like it's bad anymore. You don't even feel like it's a sin anymore by the time I numb you. Oh, it's quiet. Let me get y'all out of here. I knew, just don't come to counterculture. Wait till we're done with this and we're going to preach favors on your life. I don't know. So don't, don't just watch out for sin. Watch out for what's drawing you away and live. As I start my second closing, the problem is, or the deception is, what draws you away is not always a sin. The things that draw us away is not always sin. So you don't always get the alert. He said, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, right? So maybe ungodly friends. I ain't judging none of y'all. But I want you to take into account your own life. Maybe ungodly friends draw you away. It's not a sin. But they talking ratchet. They crazy. They sexually active. I'm not. Girl, you crazy. What? He did what? What? He had to, what? And he had to, oh, God, girl, you crazy. When your parents coming back in town? Oh, my God, girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, girl, you crazy. And now when you turn around and do it, it ain't that bad. Because you was numbed first through conversation. Never mind. Social media is not a sin. Constant exposure without balance. Why y'all looking up? When the last time you swiped all night and felt closer to God? So stop playing me right now. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. Consistent intake of social media without balance? Draw you when you don't heard and seen so much stuff, you don't think it's bad for you to be. Okay, it's not, you can do what you gotta do, do what you gotta do. 
I just hate the scriptures under the bikini pictures. Blessed is the man that, uh, just, just, just say I'm feeling myself. Don't give me no scriptures. <laughs> the joy of the Lord is my shrimp. <laughs> Swipe left for more scriptures. Come on. I love trap. Y'all got to pray for me. I love it. There's an anointing on it that they don't know yet. Good God, I feel something in that. I said there's a glory on it that they have not yet tapped into. (laughs) Help me and trap. Consistent secular music without balance. will shape your mind to the point that when you do the lyrics, it ain't that bad. And they got you doing lyrics that they don't even do. People write their songs and you're like, I gotta be like, I ain't gonna name no names with you. Never mind. I remember when I found out LL Cool J was married, I was like, I love you LL man, I love you bro. You got me out here thinking I'm supposed to be a player. And you married. But the church is phony? Consistent secular music. Music is the, one of the only things that can invade your thoughts without your permission. Burnt, 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 burnt. See? I didn't ask you, can I give you, give you that thought? But she was like, oh my God. Is that Biggie? No, that's Craig Mack. Craig Mack, I love it. <laughs> when you hear the ice cream music, I'm 43, I'm like, ice cream! <laughs> oh, let me go, I'm sorry, let me go. You could be having a conversation with somebody and the music invades your thoughts. Like, girl, I couldn't believe, ah, ice cream! You could be arguing with somebody, I don't care what you say, you know good and well that, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can I get a comb with the rainbow sprinkles? Give me a swirl, rainbow sprinkles. My wife want a strawberry shortcake on me. How y'all want the rainbow sprinkles, y'all? Y'all always choose what she like, y'all. I noticed that. I say Chick-fil-A. I like the Polynesian sauce. Y'all like the Chick-fil-A sauce, cause she's, uh, all right, thank y'all for coming. Who like Polynesian? I'm treating all y'all to Chick-fil-A today. Meet me at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Babe, but Liv is crazy. They be right out there like, he said he coming. He said he. Stop playing. We in church, y'all. So not only watch out for the sting of sin, watch out for the draw away. The usher 
The usher is not your seat, but they lead you to it. Could it be that some of the practices that we engage in daily are not a sin? But slowly but surely, it can lead you to it. By the time you perform it, there's no conviction. It's natural and regular because I've been so engulfed in it for months, weeks, and years that there's, the enemy desensitizes us. Tell your neighbor, don't be desensitized. Woo. All right, let me get y'all out of here. So check this out. What oh, is good? So it's God versus your flesh. That's why he said, let me just end this. And I, I just, it's so much. It's like a class. It's not really a service. And first time visitors, I want y'all to remain excited. It's God versus flesh, which is why Jesus said, if any man were to come after me, deny himself. He didn't say get rid of sin. Sin is irrelevant. Why do we keep talking about a defeated thing? It's defeated. Sin has no power. So we need to check what's in us. If you want to follow me, deny yourself. Because you, the only thing that's going to hinder you following me is you. Yo, this is real talk. Your flesh at some point is going to be like, all right, this is a good service. Your flesh at some point is going to be like, all right, pastor, you said to your flesh. I'm not saying I'm, let me take longer, but I appreciate the patience. But at some point, your flesh is going to get out the Jesus line. Like, all right, man. So that's why God said, if you want to follow me, you got to deny that. Look at your neighbor and say, stay in line, stay in line. Out of all the things he could have instructed us to do, he said, deny yourself. Accept suffering, because suffering is part of it. Take up your cross, then follow me. He said nothing about sin. That's why the mark of a believer in the Old Testament was the cutting of the flesh. Circumcision. Circumcision was a mark that I followed and believed God. I cut the flesh. It's the same today. Not physical, but mentally cut the flesh. Emotionally cut. Never mind. You got to be circumcised in your mind now. Your habits got to be circumcised now. Your thoughts got to be circumcised now. It's spiritual. The mark of a believer is that I cut the flesh. This is not easy. I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to do all this, y'all. I'm not beyond what I teach you. I always tell you that. I'm never beyond it. I'm in line right with y'all. Like, you good, Pastor? Yeah, you good? <laughs> and sometimes y'all staying in line helps me stay in line. Yeah. Yeah. Let me keep it real. Tell your neighbor, I need you to stay in line. So the Bible says, watch this, y'all. I'm done. This is about second and a half closing. Is that fair? Because I wanted to be done by one o'clock. It says, walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. If you walk in the spirit, somebody say, walk this way. You won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. It didn't say you won't feel it. The sin is not feeling it. The sin is fulfilling it. I'm going to say it to this side. The sin is not thinking it. 
The sin is fulfilling what you think. So he says, walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill it. You'll still have feelings. You'll still have thoughts, but you won't perform it if you walk in the spirit. Okay, here we go. 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 Uh, 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 let, go to that scripture. It says, here, this is that scripture again. As you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. Flesh is the cravings of your self-life. For your self-life craves the things. Look, look. Your flesh craves the things that offend the spirit. It craves it. Daily, it vehemently reaches for things that offends the spirit. And hinder you from living free within you. And the Holy Spirit intense cravings hinder your old self from dominating you. So then the two are incompatible and conflicting forces within you and your flesh. So now that I have God, I got to struggle. Some problems and struggles in your life is not the enemy. It's because God has invaded your space. So you got to understand that practically your flesh is always against the spirit and the spirit is always against the flesh. So all these things that offend God are in the flesh realm. That's why I said you got to look at Jesus. How did he handle things? When was Jesus offended? can live free of offense if you walk this way. It's cool. I'm trying to free you. I ain't condemning you. If you're offended, go ahead. Process that. I'm letting you know you don't have to be because that's in a lower realm. Oh God, I feel good. Offense is in a lower realm. She said that. He did that. Yeah, it's cool. Forgive them, Father, because they have no idea what they're doing. That's the spirit. See, y'all not ready to walk in the spirit. You, it takes strength and courage and faith to walk in the spirit. You got to trust that God will avenge you. You got to trust that God's going to make it right. You got to trust if I take my hands off, he'll put his hands on. You got to trust that vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. You got to trust that God going to get him. Look at your neighbor and say, God going to get him. Don't even worry about God going to get him. God going to get him. Don't worry about God going to get him. Offense is in the flesh realm. When was Jesus bitter? Bitterness is in the flesh realm. We're not going to like this. Let me just. Revenge. It's in the flesh realm. To get somebody back for what they did for you. That's in a lower level. Life. Oh, this is so good. Jesus never got nobody back. He said, what you... Peter, pick that boy ear up. Come here. Huh? Come here. Come here. Huh? Turn around. Come here. Oh. Pick that boy ear up. Put it back. He restored his enemy. Because he knew who he was. I know how 
this all going to play out. I know that all things work together for good. So I never got to slap you back. I never got to kick you back. I never got to clap back because he got me. Somebody say, God got me. Jesus never sought revenge. That's in the flesh. We live in the flesh realm. We're easily offended. We want to get everybody back for what they did. We, yo, that's flesh. It ain't just sex. When people talk about the lust of the flesh, that ain't just sex. It's the flesh realm where all of these weak things live. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or weak, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You live a weak life following your flesh. Let me get y'all out of here. I know y'all didn't want, I'm sorry to do this on your birthday. I should have did. A new day has begun. I'm done. I'm done. Go to the last one, please. I'm done. But I want to get this concept out to y'all. I want to get this concept out. If you walk after the flesh, it says There's the, there, there is now, therefore, no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. That the righteousness of the law, I'll skip down a couple of verses, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For whoever walks after the flesh, your mind is on the things of the flesh. And whoever walks after the spirit, your mind is on the things of the spirit. That's how I know whether I'm walking after the flesh or the spirit. Now, I know all day, every day, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, God, me, Jesus. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, God, me, Lord. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, give me wisdom. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, what should I do? Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, how should I do? Ooh, how should I do? It's not like that. But it's living open in case instruction hits you as you go. It's not taking your own decision into your own hands. Some of us need to ask God, where should we eat? Instead of eating whatever you want, believing for healing. Okay, see y'all? That's walking in the spirit. That's making him the lead or Lord of your life. We're going to keep unpacking it. So, essentially, come here, Caleb, real quick. Can you stand up there for me? Up there. Tim, since you up, stand right here. Chris, stand right here. Darius, stand right here. Stand right here. Caleb, you come here. Yeah, you go over there. Come over here, Caleb. You just do exactly what I do. Hold on, sit in my seat right now. So, y'all, Tim, you stand right here. You stand right here. You stand right there. You stand right here. Face everybody. Face this way. I'm gonna come this way, and all y'all do is try to block the young boy. All right. So essentially, to follow God is to listen every step of the way, because He says, "I am the light of the world. He that followeth me." Right? So when you obey the voice of God, you don't just obey the instruction, you obey his way. So essentially, this is how it happens. Let me get to my little sign. I made this. I took all night to make this sign, y'all. All night. All night. All night. All night, man. Yo, the Sharpie was as big as this microphone. It took a long time. Do exactly do everything I do.
So the word of God comes to you. He says, go. No, 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 no. See, you don't do it. You follow. But that's what we do. We follow what he said our way. And we're, ready, we're heading right for danger. You have to follow not only what he says, but him. Because this is, I'm about to get y'all with another mystery. Are you ready? Are you ready for another mystery? He is his word. Did y'all hear what I said? So God doesn't say nothing that's not Jesus. So, so God's telling you, go. Mm-hmm. Now you can't afford to get frustrated like, I thought we was going that way. You told me to play the drums. The drums is over there. You told me to start a business. Why I still got to go to work? So y'all quiet. Why? You still need skills, okay? Every step of the way, you're learning something that you need for your destination. <laughs> Look at somebody say, as we go. So follow me, follow me. You follow do everything I do. Oh. Y'all good? Y'all everybody? Yeah. You serving people? He got you serving people? But he told you, you about to be the leader? Because a good leader got to know how to serve. So you can't take no season lightly because he's giving you lessons every step of the way. Look at somebody say, learn something where you are. Instead of being frustrated, learn because he's giving you tools that you need. Now you feel like you started all over. No, you didn't. You just came here to get more strength. You ain't start all over. I'm just giving you more strength. No move of God is random. He's moving you. He's taking you. He's guiding you. And if you follow God, the things that try to attack you, God will block it. As you go, if you follow him, every temptation, every problem, every enemy, he'll fight your battles. He'll fight your battles. He'll give you a clean path to your destination. Look at somebody and say, follow him. Tell somebody, follow him. When you follow, he'll fight. When you follow, he'll clear. When you follow, he'll make a way. Follow him. Look at your neighbor and say, walk this way. Say, walk this way. When you follow him, you're protected. Because I'm behind the word. When you go out on your own, you're vulnerable. Sickness hits you. Depression hits you. Loneliness hits you. Poverty hits you. I ain't calling none of y'all these. Poverty hits you. And you get hit by everything trying to do what God said. Your way. Don't ever do God's word your way. It'll be the most tumultuous journey you've ever experienced. But if you do it his way, he covers you, protects you, guides you, and he fights for you. 
I'm about to prophesy to y'all right now. This year, as you follow him, God says he's fighting for you. Matter of fact, he's already fought for you. The way has already been made. Stop making it hard on yourself by choosing your own way. Do his word his way. And he said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Is anybody ready for an easy and light journey? Thank you, guys. Everybody standing. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.